I love, love you. Welcome to Bebo's Legends podcast, uh, episode one, uh, pilot part one. We're going with the names of the TV show episodes. Um, so I'm Carrie, and um, I sort of came up with this idea to do a rewatch podcast and put it on the internet and had some wonderful, wild responses, and it's brought us all here. We have a, a great team of people that are all working really hard on this podcast, and one of them is here with me just now. Yep. Hello. My name is Elias, and I think the bollocks the last time we talked about the um, creation of the podcast in the first place, I think he said that I was like the first reaction you had. Yeah, you were. So I'm really glad that we're gonna do this and that hopefully gonna work out the way we want it to. Yeah, fingers crossed. And like I said, we've got a brilliant team of people who are hopefully going to join us in future casts. And they have been a really big part of the creative team that is coming up with ideas and bringing content and sort of sustenance to the actual idea. And we could not be recording this first episode without everybody who's working so hard with us. Um. So we're going to be talking a bit about Legends of yeah. Tomorrow on each of these different podcasts. And the idea is going to be that each week we will watch an episode in order and then break down, discuss and learn uh, other opinions of the people watching. So if you want to take part and join us, then you can do that. You just need to watch whatever episode and you can tweet us or Instagram us your opinions and whether you agree with us or not. We'll give you all that information at the end, though, so you don't forget. Um, so episode one, pilot part one, was directed by Glenn Winter. It was written by Greg Berlanti, Mark Guggenheim, Andrew Kreisberg, and Phil Klemmer. It aired on the 21st of January 2016. And fun fact there were 3.21 million viewers in the US for the pilot episode. It's pretty impressive. Thank you for telling me because I have like no dimensions about fewer uh, numbers or something like that. N no dang clue. See, that's, that's a good number. Like, that's a lot of people. It, yeah. So we watched this episode. Now, I... Here's a little like behind-the-scenes knowledge for everyone who likes that sort of stuff. We recorded this initially three days ago, and we had some technical difficulties, so we found ourselves back here trying to record again. And I have not watched the episode since I watched it three days ago, right before recording the initial thing. So this could be really shockingly shit, but... <laughs> Same, basically same. <laughs> and when I when I initially watched, I took notes, so I'm gonna go from the notes. Like, I'm, I have a notepad. <laughs> um, so yeah, we watched the episode, and generally speaking, for a pilot, I thought it gave like a really good feel for what to expect. 
for like the first two two and a half seasons, yes. For what came afterwards, no. Nothing could have prepared us for what was going to come afterwards. They have a gigantic living teddy bear. <laughs> yep. Nothing prepares a human being for that sort of thing to happen to their life. <laughs> and kung fu fighting, gigantic teddy bear. <laughs> they brought in a cannibalistic human-eating magical unicorn. Like, yeah, nothing, no, no pilot episode was ever going to know that that could possibly happen. Um, even the people who were filming it thought they jumped the shark. So, yeah, I mean. It's all good, but for the, yeah, like you said, like, if we're going to talk about season one, this pilot episode gave a really good idea of where that was going to go. It introduced yeah. everything that you needed, I think. Um, personally, my opinion, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. It had action, it had a bit of humour, had the Lamb's sisters, and that was great. Yeah, same. Um, <laughs> one thing I realized while re-watching the first episode <laughs> is that I've never seen the first episode before, uh, because I only started watching it, like, after the fifth season had finished, and I'm really, really anxious about pilot episodes usually, and so I most of the time skipped them. And I did that here too. And when I watched it, I was like, hey, wait, Arrow was in there? And Laura, that, that, that sister scene was from the pilot of Legends? Oh. The <laughs> Lance sisters hold like a really special place in my heart. They always will. I love them. Um, yeah. I literally, one of my notes say that I would have liked the entire episode to just be Laurel and Sarah. <laughs> That's literally what I'm writing down while watching it. <laughs> like, they could have just sat on the couch with some wine and, like, been like, so we heard about this guy called Vandal Savage. <gasps> and, like, just told the story through, like, a narrative. Like, I would have, I would have been here for that. That would have been fine. Like they could have just recorded a podcast about <laughs> 100%. I would have been here for it. Um, yeah, but I mean, it was it was a good episode. Um, I thought that um, I I said it the other day to you that I thought the um, the start of the episode was really important for season one because it is mirrored in the end of season one as well, which brings it just in full circle. It starts off by showing this young child being killed and it brings it in full circle that we find out why events led up to that. Yeah, I totally am on your page on this. Uh, but while watching that episode for the first time, actually, uh, uh, one thing, like, came across my mind, and I was, and that was, why is Hawk, dude, whatever he's called, I'm bad with names. I'm so so sorry about this. Um, 
played by a white dude when he originates in ancient Egypt. Like, it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. I mean, I think that the actor had done a really good job with the part. Like, yeah. I'm not disputing that. However, yeah, I mean, he's from ancient Egypt. Like, ancient, ancient, ancient Egypt. He definitely wouldn't have been white. Yeah. Do you know, what I liked in the um, first episode was that um, it was our first look at the white canary the white canary costume and the that was great i loved that yeah definitely i i don't know if you said that the last time we did this or if someone else said it uh but someone has said uh something like I also love the occasion where we see her wear it for the first time. <laughs> okay, you said it. Because yeah. you, you tell the story, it's, it's so your... I thought that... I think it's really funny that they're in 1975 and everybody's dressed like bright colours and it's kind of like whatever. And... Sarah Lance decides to go out to a pub wearing her white canary costume. And I think it's because she was so excited. Like, she had to wear it. She just got this new costume. And she's like, every other kind of person that's like, got superhero suit, I've got to wear it everywhere. Like, so she wore it out in 1975. Like, I, that's a mood. I'm here for that. Like, I would, I would. But it's very out of place, I feel, but it was brilliant. Yes. Loved it. Definitely was brilliant. But I think that's what that was just like an um, editorial filmmaking kind of move too. Because we had to see her wear it in the first episode and that was just basically the best possible way to do it. Well, I mean, when they come back from that pub, they do get in a fight, so... She is yeah, fighting but, in her superhero suit, but she obviously didn't go out knowing she was going to get in. Well, maybe she did. It's Sarah. <laughs> True. <laughs> fail to prepare. Prepare to fail. That's what it is. So she was just preparing for what she knows herself to be. She's not ready for a fight because she knows she's probably going to have one. Yeah. But that. you know that we were just saying that we felt the pilot episode gave like a really good insight into what was going to come in season one and like the feel for season two but it didn't really give us a sort of introduction to what would come after that i just remembered that it did and nobody will have noticed but when rip hunter i told you this when rip hunter went to the time masters people um and he said that he wanted the team to stop Vandal Savage. They said... That's true. Yeah, I, I just remembered. They said to him, what if in stopping Savage, you leave the world open to greater evils? And I'm not going to lie, that's literally what the legends do in every single episode. They break time. Like, they literally break time. For the better, but they do. Well, I mean, they always fix it, but... I mean, they definitely bring greater evils from their mishaps. I mean, so it di- it does tell us, it does tell us in the start, but you won't realize that. 
yeah. analyzing everything for a podcast. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. I also I didn't I didn't say this to you last time, but I thought in the episode I know new content for the reshoot. <laughs> I really enjoy it when somebody time travels for the first time ever and they get the effects of temporal navigation, like the eye bleeding when he says people Nobody had eye bleeding. That was the one that he said. He was like Sometimes you can bleed from your eyes in like a smart way, but like people getting vertigo or vomiting or temporary blindness, like it happens in like a crossover with Felicity. Felicity. Um, Felicity. <laughs> um, and it happens to a, a bunch of other people when they time travel for the first time ever. And I enjoy that. It makes me laugh every single time. Yeah. Yeah, I think the best side effect of time travel is uh, the talking problem. <laughs> yeah, the uh, yeah, that's hilarious. Felicity had that one, didn't she? She yeah, and she threw up. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, I enjoy I enjoy the um, effects of temporal navigation. It makes me laugh nearly every time. So, um, I felt like it deserved a mention, but maybe it didn't because when I tried to say it, it didn't. It didn't come out of my mouth properly. Like, what's what's going on with me? <clears throat> I thought in the episode, towards the end, when everybody finds out that they're not actually legends from the future, they're more chosen because they have no real significance to the timeline. And everybody's really pissed off and they're angry. But it's the two women that punch rip in the face and I think like that's that's brilliant like they they've always done a good job at representing women on these tv shows but it it was good I enjoyed watching that I enjoyed watching him get his ass kicked by the two women well I I just I didn't realize that it was only the two women I I I don't don't see or watch tv shows in a way that women do, I think, in, like, terms of that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if anybody else does it, but I I love watching women kick ass and women in power and all that sort of stuff. So I think I notice it more because it's something I enjoy seeing. Yeah, I, I enjoy seeing that too. Okay, so what was your favourite moment in the entire episode? I think... Probably, um, the the bar scene with Sarah Lance beating up a bunch of dudes in a bar. That's a really good scene, isn't it? Yeah. I, I like that. Um, I don't remember. I can remember watching it and being like, oh, this is my favorite part. But now I don't remember what part that was. So, <laughs> like, um, but I enjoyed watching the the bar fight scene. And I think I, I probably would say that my favorite part was when um, they all get the side effects from time traveling. Because it's funny, like, Ray Palmer falls down and, like, Martin's blind. It's funny. I just remember what she said in the first recording. 
Oh, now you're going to make me sound stupid. Okay, the go. Lamp Sisters. Oh my god, yeah, but I already spoke about them, but that was. I See when they were fighting and, like, training with each other? It's like, yeah, I love that. I love that. But I did already yeah. talk about them, so. Um, what was your least favourite part? Um, Hawk Girl, I just forgot her normal name, Kendra. Kendra. Uh, insisting on taking their son to the uh, wave rider because that's what Rip said. He's gonna die in 24 hours. Yeah. Because you take him on a fucking... Well, want to take him on the fucking wave rider and he gets shot in the doing of that. Hmm. I wrote that down as well. Um, I agree. They should have just left him. I mean, I can understand where she came from because it's her son, although she doesn't remember him. Um, but still, you should, you should have just listened to somebody who knows what they're doing when it comes to time traveling. Yeah, if you are new to something, you should take advice from people who know about it. Like, I, I, I get where she's coming from. I've got children and... I completely, 100% understand why she did not want to just leave him behind to die. However, he ended up dying anyway. I I have to quote Rip Hunter on this one. Time wants to happen. Well done. Well played. Congratulations. Yeah. No, I fully agree with you about that being the least favorite part. Um, Okay. We prepared some quiz questions. If anybody at home would like to send their questions to us, you can reach out to us on social media. We would love to hear um, your questions and opinions that you would like to share. Um, But for the meantime, we prepared some of our own questions to ask each other. Um, And yeah, so quiz section. Yay! Okay, I'm going to go first. And this is... Just a FYI to people who are listening. This is now more of a do you listen to me when I talk quiz because we have done these questions before. <laughs> we are cheating, but we will not next week. We promise. <laughs> um, so what are the first words spoken in the entire episode? Something about Randall Savage, but I forgot the uh, it's Wendell Savage, uh, Immortal Time Traveling Mastermind or something like that. Yeah, well done. Yeah, it's Rip Hunter and he's given like a voiceover and he says, Vandal Savage, an evil dictator blessed with immortality. Yeah, uh, bollocks. I was close though. <laughs> I mean, well played, you did remember. Um, I had another question. Oh, okay. Who was the first person who was recruited to be a legend? Ray Palmer. Yeah. And who <laughs> was the last person recruited? Mick Rory. Yeah. Technically, he was recruited at the same time as Leonard Snart. However, when Gideon, it's Gideon who introduces them, when she does her voiceover, she says Leonard Snart and Mick Rory. So he's the last. So, yeah. Um. You go. Uh, what is the reason that Mick Rory and Leonard Snart are criminals? 
because oh man um shirt balls um <laughs> oh my god it's because they like money but they don't like work exactly yes um, where did uh rip hunter recruit firestorm oh and i'm asking about the city not the exact location right because we had a discussion about this yes because none of us knew um i just didn't know the english word for it uh-huh um it, it's at like a energy plant or a something factory. like factory it, yeah it's like a factory and it's in um oh god this might be really wrong but i'm pretty sure it's pittsburgh it's correct yes yes oh i am so good at remembering stuff um, <laughs> not to toot my own horn or anything but toot toot Uh, see for anybody who's still here, who's still listening at this stage after our incessant rambling, um, who might wonder why we keep laughing every time we see forking shirt balls. Um, earlier this week, I was blessed to have two wonderful phone conversations with Jess McCallan and Katie Laws. And I was really nervous and I told Elias that I thought I was going to swear and that was his suggestion to say instead of what I was going to say. Yes, totally for short balls. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't swear in the end. I didn't need to talk to anybody about shirt balls, I don't think. I kind of blacked out. It was all a big thing. But still, um, that's where that came from. And that's why we think it's funny, because I thought I would try to say forking shirt balls and then fuck it up. And then it would just be... I should have just sworn the first time. Fucked up. So we were going to do a Who Said It. However, the last time we recorded this podcast, I forgot to write down the quotes for the Who Said It. And now that we're reshooting, you would think that I would have done that. However, I haven't. So no Who Said It this week. However, we will add a Who Said It in next week. Yay! Um, so we're going to move on to the next segment, which is Would You Rather? New segment. Boom, boom, boom. Elias, would you rather have fingers as long as your legs or legs as long as your fingers? The shirt. And everybody at home, you too, what would you rather? Send us your answers at Bebo's Legends Podcast on Instagram. Tell us what you think. Wait. Only fingers as long as my legs, or also as uh, thick as my legs? No, just length. Both is... That's why you have to pick, that's why it's hard, because both of them suck. Uh, I would take fingers as long as my legs, and get, like, surgery to make the <laughs> short again. Because you can't do that in this direction, but not in in the... In the making things shorter direction, but not in the making things longer direction. <laughs> well, I think though that people with leg amputations or paralysis or uh, birth defects they get by just fine. Like a lot of them are brilliant, um, empowering, inspiring people. Like I would take it. Like short, short legs, yeah. give me them. Like they're still yeah. powerful and they're still there. They're just this big. 
And I can really I, to- I, I totally get it, but I'm a dancer and I need my fucking legs. Fair, fair. I'm just lazy. I just sit on the couch most days, so I don't need legs for that. That's cool. <laughs> Although, really big fingers would be very good for tickling. <laughs> would you rather fight a uh, hundred duck-sized horses or <laughs> one horse-sized duck? Do you know, off topic, um, I learned today that ducks are cannibals. Like, they eat each other plus because they're bored. And they rape each, uh, rape each other just because they're bored. Ducks, man, they are dangerous. I would take the teeny tiny ponies. Like, give me the horses. Send in the horses, because ducks are fucking scary. I think I'll take the horse-sized duck. Horses aren't actually that big. Like, think about it, actually. They're not... Like, it depends on the breed. But it's just a horse. It depends on the breed. Yeah, but you just said horse, so it doesn't have to be a big breed. It can be a little breed. So the next segment tonight is um, the hypothetical fight. So a little quick backstory on this. Um, I was watching Stephen Amell's podcast um, called How'd You Do It? Um, And he has a segment in his podcast that I feel like we want to borrow and bring over to ours because it was really cool. And we're not stealing it because having a little souvenir from Stephen Amell without his permission. Um, Sorry, Stephen, I guess, because we're going to be so huge that he's going to hear this. Uh, That's not true. So the hypothetical fight question. Basically, each week I'm going to give you two people and you have to think out in every aspect what you think the outcome of this fight would be and why. I want you to take it seriously and really consider it. Um, So this week's one is between Heatwave and Captain Cold. Definitely Captain Cold, because putting out a fire, if you're on fire, is a lot easier than, like, heating yourself up to the point that you're not, like, frozen solid anymore. I mean... We spoke to the rest of the team about that, and the general consensus everybody said was that they thought Captain Cold would win in a fight because of that same reason. However, and also, also because he's more tactical yeah. and not just a straightforward. Yeah, that guy. was the, that was the general consensus, wasn't it? That he's more thought out. But my opinion was like the odd one out because I thought that. Heatwave's gung-ho attitude, like, just as soon as the fight started, he would just be like, bam, you're on fire. Like, he wouldn't think of a plan or whatever. Like, and then Captain Cold's going to be all burned and, like, he can put the fire out, but he's still going to be hurting. Like, I don't know. That's what I thought. I thought Heatwave. Yeah, basically, we want to hear what, Everyone who's listening thinks, do you think Captain Cold would win against Heatwave or would Heatwave be the winner? What do you think? Let us know. Tell us your ideas. Um, next week on Bebo's Legends podcast, we are going to be talking about episode two, which is pilot part two. So if you want to 
share your opinions or whatever. That's the episode we're going to be watching um, and then discussing. And if you want to talk to us or give us suggestions, offer us support in any way, shape or form, you can do that on Instagram. We have an Instagram page. It's at Bebo's Legends Podcast. And we have a little button on there where you can send an email straight to our email inbox or you can send us a DM, tag us in your pictures. We follow everybody back. So just, yeah, jump on there. Give us a follow. Give us a shout out. Um, and we'd really appreciate your support. We're also on Patreon. It's not a must. You don't have to be on there to get the podcast. But if you are enjoying it and you want to jump on there, we're going to be running competitions for everybody who's on Patreon. And the subscriptions are really, really cheap. We're talking like one pound in whatever currency that you're using. And that gets you access to behind the scene content and entry into competitions. And basically our idea was that Every single penny that goes into that Patreon page will be used to buy the prizes that will then get divvied out in the competitions. We're not, it's not for profit and it's not for us. It's for a little bit extra for the people who are listening. So that's something that you're interested in. The Patreon link is also in our bio on Instagram. Yep. And uh, as we're reaching the end of this beautiful first episode of the podcast, I'll uh, just gonna put out the names of the people who are pretty much the backbone of this. And their names are Katie, Nisi, and, and I'm so sorry if I'm botching up the pronunciation of your name now, Junian? Junian? You know, I, I'm just gonna call you Yun, and you know that. <laughs> Yeah. And three girls are really the backbone of this, and they are helping us so much. And yeah, hopefully we can have them on in next episode, maybe even. Yeah, you're everybody who's listening. You're going to get to meet the rest of the team really, really soon. And if you want to interact with them, they help us on social media as well. It's not just me and Elias. So you can jump on at social media. You can follow their own accounts we have them linked across all of the instagram page so jump on there give them a follow they've all got fantastic accounts um and you can also interact with them through our dms because we all have access to that page so please um please do that because we could not be making this podcast right now without their help yeah totally Thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, please come back next week for episode two. Bye. Bye. Bebo's Legends podcast. I la la love you too.